Amen. Amen. So, we are going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. Amen. Verses number 13. Okay. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth, Whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let us go to another portion of scripture. Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3. Okay, let's start from verse 1. When Peter heals the lame beggar. Okay. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple called uh, the, uh, the temple gate called beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts when he saw Peter and John about to enter he asked them for money Peter looked straight at him as did John then Peter said look at us so the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Verse 6, then Peter said, this is my main uh, place of interest. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Okay, and then uh, the miracle does happen there. Okay, so we're going to do, we're going to look at consecration. Uh as a minister but I'm building somewhere to take you to where consecration is so don't be tense if you notice that I start from a different tone altogether so here in Matthew chapter number uh, 16 we have a situation Jesus firstly wants to establish the church he wants to establish his church but then, in wanting to establish his church, he is not asking where can we find land to establish the church. He is not asking who in this region registers churches. He is not asking what's the best location to start a church. Never, he asks a question that seemed far off. And he says, who do you say that I am? Or who do people say that I am? And they start to give all these answers. No, you are Elijah. No, you are this guy. No, you are this guy. But he says, but who do you say that I am? When they were first answering, they were giving answers from their natural space, their natural environment. But then one man called Peter, who was 
spirit of God, who was helped by God himself, literally gets to a place in the realm of the spirit where he apprehends a certain reality of who the person he was talking to was. And then he gives that answer. Says, you are the Messiah. Da, 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 da. And says, Fle and Jesus replies saying, flesh and blood has not revealed to you. And then he says, on this very rock, on this very revelation, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Then he gives them the keys to the kingdom of heaven. They could bind anything and loose anything. So then we realize that Jesus, in as much as he wanted to establish his church, he was not going to establish his church on human ideologies. He was not going to establish his church on human philosophies. He wanted someone that would apprehend something in the realm of the spirit. And based on that apprehension, he said, on this revelation you have caught, in the realm of the spirit, I will build my church. It tells you then that ministry cannot be done until the minister has caught a certain reality in God that they can manifest in time. That is why when Peter met, meets the man at the gate called Beautiful, he says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have apprehended in the spirit, I can give you in the name of Jesus, walk. What do you have? So the same thing happens, Luke 24, 49. I've always said this, they had the best message. They knew him. They walked with him, talked with him. They saw him. So one of them even placed a finger when he had just come back. <laughs> But yet he tells them in Luke 24, 49, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And when they had tarried and received the power from on high, then they could go out and be witnesses. Acts chapter number 1, verse 8, you know, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So in Acts chapter number 3, what we are seeing is Peter releasing a dimension of a spiritual reality he had caught. That's why he would say, such as I have, I am given. So ministry is apprehending things in God and delivering them in time. Ministry is apprehending things in God and delivering them in time. You cannot give out what you have not apprehended in the spirit. That is why it was such as I have, not such as I can speak. Because we all speak, but what you have is what backs up what you say. So you will find that men will be saying a lot of things, but there is no life backing up what they are saying. Ask Pastor Gift. 
There are people who can teach you pure theology, but are sinners. One of my lecturers told, told me when they were learning on the doctrine of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the person that was teaching them theology was a full-time drunkard. He ale balaya ngavalea kuchechi. But in the la Trinity, the Trinitarian love affair. Then you will know that there is need for life to back up what you are saying. So ministry is men apprehending spiritual realities in God and then manifesting them in time. You can't do ministry if you have not apprehended a spiritual reality. That is why there are many people that sing better than Pastor Gift. Ask him, he meets a lot of them. But yet, something about his ministration brings the presence of God in a meeting. Because there is something he has apprehended in the realm of the spirit. And then he can manifest it in time. So if you think it's just what you are saying that makes you an effective minister, you will be wrong. Because if there is no life backing up what you are saying, you are just speaking empty words, building castles in the air. So you find them men investing so much in their oratory skills, in their utterance, but yet there is no life backing up that oratory. That is why you will find there's a lot of people investing in Hebrew words. So you're going to see the strategic uh, is there life? When you encounter the princes of darkness and you meet them whether you say Hebrew and Greek nothing will happen. It is what you carry. So ministry then becomes your apprehension of spiritual realities and delivering them in time. Everyone teaches the Bible. Everyone will read the Bible. But what is complementing your teaching of the Bible is the spiritual realities you have apprehended in the spirit. And then you can deliver them in time. What do you have? What do you have? Because ministry begins with a journey. And that journey is with you apprehending a spiritual reality. And manifesting it here. Ministry begins with a journey. And that journey is the journey of apprehending spiritual realities. And then manifesting them in time. That is why there are men and women who have apprehended certain things. 
I always tell people, when I first started to have heavenly encounters, I'd have all these experiences where I'd go into this place, God would take me into this room. Then I discovered that heaven was so vast and so broad and there were so many things in the realm of heaven. I entered into a place called the revelatory realm of heaven. And when I got into that place, when I came, I would start talking and God would quicken me that I would start to say things and get shocked as I am saying them and be so impressed. Then I knew something was deposited on my head. Then I started to journey further because you see, for, I don't know how other people pray, but for me, my prayer time, I've decided it's a journey. Then I started to journey further. Then I journeyed in a place called the room of wine. Can I go far out? I journeyed into a place called the room of wine. And every time I would talk, men would be drunk in the spirit. I went to Crestwood Medical University. I stood at the front. I didn't say anything. People started laughing under the bus. I said, But because a man had apprehended a spiritual reality, and then they could manifest it in time. In 2016, something happened. I was moving in an anointing quite all right by then. And you see, by virtue of that anointing, I would call people, pray for them, and you know, they would experience God. But then there was a longing to move in the glory. I'd seen how that sometimes men don't even touch people. They could just be standing at the... You know, not that one where... <laughs> you know, they are... I was seeing men talking in the glory of the, of the Lord flowing in a meeting. I said, Lord, I want to move in that realm. He said, how far are you willing to journey? You have journeyed where you can apprehend an anointing. Have you journeyed where you could literally be given the authority to be a custodian of a glory realm that when you walk into a meeting, you usher in the glory. So I said, Lord, I'm willing to journey. And I went on this journey and I thought it would be short. I fasted literally my entire first year and almost second year. (laughs) Pursuing a reality. And in 2016, when I, when I was crafting the book, Blueprints of Heaven, God told me, you have apprehended this realm in God. And when I got, and you see, that's why there are places where you are being, the, the beings and creatures in heaven are waiting for you to reach that place. I got to a certain place in the realm of the spirit, and when I got there, I was asked, what is your name? And I said, Cham Chilombo, and the angels laughed. And they said, that is your name on earth. Who are you here? And I said to inquire, what is my name? And they said, one of the names you have, which is tied to your assignment, is that we call you the bridge. And I was wondering, why are they calling me the bridge? They said, you are the bridge because your assignment on earth is to merge two realms together. So when you come into a place and you start to speak, heaven and earth could be trafficked in one location. And they said, for some years we have been waiting for you to travel this far. You were supposed to get here in 2014, but you are getting here in 2016. 
so I was delayed by two years because I was not disciplined. I would eat anyhow. I would do things anyhow. Then they told me, for you to now sustain your assignment and your duty in the kingdom realm of God as the bridge is that you have to have certain consecrations. <laughs> so you will be shocked that here on earth you say you are a doctor, but when you get into the realm of the spirit, they call you the mighty woman of valor. You will be shocked you get there and they call you the battle axe of God. Because when you were dispatched to the realm of the earth, you were dispatched on an errand that you were supposed to carry out for the government of heaven. Who are you? So then, when men begin to apprehend spiritual realities in God, the next thing that God gives them is that he gives them consecrations. And those consecrations govern the realm that God has given you. That is why we, ha we have no business talking about consecration if you have no realm. You don't need it. <laughs> so when, when men are entrusted with dimensions in God, he gives them consecrations to guard and sustain those realms. A man with no consecration has nothing entrusted in his care or he is on his way to lose what he has been entrusted with. So if you have no consecrations, it's either you have not been entrusted with a realm or you are on your way to losing what you were entrusted with. Because it's only by consecrations that men will sustain and guard the realm God has given to them. So, ministry effectiveness begins when a man understands and applies the consecrations assigned to the dimension he carries. Until you understand the consecrations that are tied to your dimension, you cannot be effective in ministry. That is why I always tell people, don't just behave anyhow. We used to go for meetings and conferences, you know, different places, take the move of God, the glory of God, do glory conferences, CBU, Kitway, and we'll just move around. And I noticed one thing, every time I'll be with uh, Sir Arnold, he would be eating on the journey. And when I tried to eat, the anointing left. Him, he would eat and flow. <laughs> so if you don't understand your concept you see there are times we, we went to uh, knows, we went to Senanga for ministry and when we got there for me I said well I, I gave the, the, the reverend my program I said okay if there's meets and greets we can do them this time and this time this time on a Saturday because the meeting was on a Sunday I want to spend the entire day praying they said, okay, we'll give you the church and he offered his office. If you want to do your devotion, you could spend uh, the entire Saturday praying. I knew if you're not careful, you will find that these are not bad people. They are doing it in good faith. They want you to meet this person. They want you to meet this person. They want you to meet the locals, they want you to meet all these interesting people. But if you don't understand your dimension, you will spend the entire Saturday getting rice and then after 
Saturday you go to, to, to minister, then you discover there is nothing backing up what you are saying because you did not observe the consecrations that come with the realm you carry. So consecrations are to guard you. They are to sustain the realm that you are carrying. What then is consecration? Consecration is the ability to live by the governing laws of the realm by which you walk in. Consecration is the ability to live by the governing laws of the realm by which you walk in. That is why you will discover after a conference like this one, breakfast feels like a sin. Because you apprehended something in this seminar. Now, that thing you have apprehended has come with governing laws to sustain it. So he says, okay, you have received the glory. You said, Pastor Cham laid hands on you. Pastor Gift laid hands on you and said, you will sing songs. You will even move to a greater dimension that I move in. Then you didn't know that the dimension Pastor Gift moves in comes with governing laws. So now, breakfast feels like a sin. You eat breakfast and you are repenting. Lord, forgive me for eating this breakfast. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So everything God entrusts with us has consecrations that govern those things. When God entrusts something with you, there are consecrations that will govern that which God has given you. Praise the name of the Lord. So prayer can summon a realm in God, but only consecration sustains that realm. So through prayer and diligence and discipline, you can summon a dimension of God and lose it the moment you have received it. Why? You have no consecrations. To receive an anointing is easy. To sustain it is another thing. So you will find that through diligence, men can summon a dimension in God, summon a realm, and then dissipate that energy by gossiping about Sister Jane. Why? You have no consecrations. So if you have no consecrations, you either don't have anything entrusted with you, or you are on your way to losing what God has entrusted. That is why every time, you see, you don't need, you know, sometimes you, you get to certain places and you start to see people trying to spiritually bully you, you know? You know, so we just left Germany, and from Germany, we are going to, uh, you know, Bangladesh, and from Bangladesh, you know, I've got an appointment in Paris. After the appointment in Paris, you know, I've got a meet and greet, and hey, look at his life. If it has no consecrations, on the exterior, it may look like he has got something. In the realm of the spirit, he has no throne that he's sitting on. Okay. That is why you will be shocked, some of you will be shocked. I remember uh, listening to a testimony by uh, Sandu Sundar Singh. He, he, he got into heaven and he asked God, Lord, show me the men that are walking with you closely. And Jesus stretched out his arm like that. And many men started to appear. And of all the men that appeared, it, he didn't know anyone. 
<laughs> so even as a minister, you may be thinking because you are the guy that stands at the front preaching, you are the one that is highly ranked in heaven. No, sir. No, ma'am. That is not how heaven ranks men. There's a system in which men are ranked on the earth. There is a system in which heaven ranks men. So you will find that here on earth, people say, Pastor Cham, Pastor Cham, Pastor Cham. Hey, Pastor Cham's ministry is great. Yet there is some grandma somewhere interceding for this great Pastor Cham you are seeing. And when you peep into heaven, you discover that grandma is highly ranked than five pastors put together. <laughs> so God starts to give you consecrations. As you summon certain dimensions, as you receive certain dimensions, they come with consecrations. Governing laws that determine how you should move. If you are thinking of carrying impact, Forget doing things your way. The men you are seeing doing things a certain way, and it looks like it's default for them. No, that's not how they used to do things. That realm came so strongly that it changed how that person lives. Do you know that even realms in sin come with consecrations? Yeah. True. You will. Well, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. When one apprehends the demonic realm of pornography, then you will know that you are better off being a born servant of Christ than being a servant of the devil. Because he is a bad master. I once heard of a politician in Nigeria. For him, every time, I'm telling you, it's so bad. It's so bad that, because even these things that, you know, I always tell people, you are better off being a servant of, of, of a born servant of Christ than actually being a servant of the enemy. There's a man in Nigeria, a politician, apprehended a demonic realm because he tried to ascend in power. That demonic realm came with its own consecrations. The consecration was basically sleeping with pregnant women. When she is fully pregnant, that is when. These are not, this is not his wife. No. <clears throat> How do you think abomination comes about when men have apprehended demonic realms and those realms have come with governing laws? So all of a sudden, someone starts to see a chicken and they are aroused. When you see those things happening, don't be shocked. Because of being careless, men found themselves in certain realms they were not supposed to be in. And those realms came with governing laws. So you are better off apprehending things in God. Impartation can summon a realm, but consecration sustains the realm. So through impartation, you can summon a realm, you can receive a dimension in God, you can receive an impartation, but is there consecration? If there is no consecration, you will lose the impartation. 
That is why we can hold a conference and we say 1,000 youths came for that conference. So hundreds of youths came for that conference and we set those youths on fire. And yet the city is still in darkness. How is that so that we could set 1,000 men on fire and yet the city was still in darkness? Yet the institutions were still flooded with immorality. It's because men received certain dimensions in God, but there was no consecration to sustain the dimension. That is why when Timothy is being encouraged, he's saying, he's told, fun to flame the gifting that was imparted upon you. What consecration do you have? What you are going to receive in a few minutes, what consecrations are going to come to sustain what you are going to receive? If we release, I told the, to the church yeah, uh, last week and I said, if we release just three madmen and brought them here, you will see how they can shake this place. Take ten madmen at Unza, you will see. And just dispatch them. They have apprehended. <laughs> Yet we are saying we set you on fire. But nothing is happening. Why? Because there is no discipline. No consecration. When a realm is summoned, it calls for tests of that realm and consecration that sustains you. And Sorry, let me say that again. When a realm is summoned, it calls for tests of that realm and only consecration will sustain you. So when you receive a dimension in God, the tests that come with that dimension will follow. But only consecration will sustain you. That is why you will discover that men, after a big conference, after a powerful session, that is when your life receives a lot of trying. But we left an overnight. You are coming back from the overnight, things go haywire. And you're wondering why you apprehended a dimension that attracted certain powers in the realm of the spirit to attack you. But because you did not have consecrations, there was nothing to sustain you. It is actually dangerous to summon a dimension in God and avoid the consecrations of that dimension. So you say you want an anointing like Pastor Chris. Oh, great. Do you know the consecrations that go in? That's why sometimes God in his loving kindness, he will say, no, I will not give it to you because he knows it will be dangerous for you. That is why when he says, my people perish for lack of knowledge and because they have rejected knowledge, I have rejected them as priests. The knowledge there was the same Genesis knowledge and Adam knew his wife. It was reflecting intimacy. So he's saying, because people have rejected intimacy, I have rejected them as priests. You know why he's rejecting them? Not because he hates them. He's rejecting them because he does not want them afflicted by the tests that come with being a priest. So he says, you have rejected being intimate with me. How then can you be a priest? Stay back. It is for your safety. Actually, it was the best thing he did for them. <laughs> so, manifestation is easy when consecrations are sustained. You will always flow 
you will always move in a great power. Why? Because your consecrations are intact. Many people worry about how can I flow like this? How can I release the power like this? How can I channel it like this? How can I do? Uh-uh. If the consecrations are sustained, manifestation will be easy. It's actually a byproduct. Even when you don't want, the power will just be flowing. Then you say, Lord, why? At least you could have given me the opportunity to say, Ten. <laughs> Okay. Praise the name of the Lord. So let me give you two protocols of consecration. Number one protocol. Consecration sets you apart from the world. This is the first protocol of consecration, but this is not consecration in itself. So, firstly, it sets you apart from the world. Then, secondly, consecration will literally set you apart unto God. So, the first one is setting you apart from the world. Then, the consecration begins when you are set apart unto God. The first one is setting you apart from the world. Removing you from the kingdom of darkness into the marvelous light. Then when you are in the marvelous light, he sets you apart unto God. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the first one is not consecration. It's it's apart to consecration, which is being set apart unto God. When you are being set apart from the world, you are not consecrating. You know, I've just been avoiding, you know, you know, sinning, I've been avoiding kissing, so we are in consecration. No! <laughs> you know, because I didn't steal, because I didn't lie, ah, to the consecration. No, that is not consecration, that is who you are. So, because there are few people who are living a consecrated life, We have lowered the standard of consecration to living a holy life. No, that is who you are supposed to be. You know, I've not been just watching some of these things. I'm in consecration. You're not supposed to watch them in the first place. Whether there's consecration happening or not, you're not supposed to. Then the second protocol is that he sets you apart unto God. So after he has set you apart from the world, the consecration protocol with the Holy Spirit is that he starts to set you apart unto God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So under consecration, you would discover that there are what I started referring to on WhatsApp as general consecrations and peculiar consecrations. So General consecrations are dictates that we all live by as Christians. These are consecrations that every Christian is observing. So if you maybe just have a culture of fasting, it's a general consecration. Of course, even under fasting, there could be peculiar consecrations concerning how you do it. So everyone could have a general prayer life, a general word study, some general things. Those are general consecrations. Then there are peculiar consecrations. Peculiar consecrations are specific dictates 
that are given to a particular dimension in God that you carry. So you will start to discover that there are certain things you begin to apprehend in the realm of the spirit. Like for me, when I got into that realm, when I was told you are the bridge, some of the consecrations I was given was fasting. Fasting, fasting, fasting. So I will start a fast with a fast. Then I will end the fast with another fast of thanksgiving. <laughs> that literally my fiance bought me a shirt saying charm must eat it was sent on my birthday because I was planning to fast that's the consecration I live by <laughs> so as long as I am observing that consecration for me ministry will flow effectively what is the consecration the dimension. That is why men who are carrying things in God are strange. Men who are carrying things in God, it's difficult to understand them. That is why if you're in a relationship with a pastor, you're in a relationship with a woman of God, please be spirit-led because just when you have planned the movie, (laughs) God will say, go and pray. Peculiar consecrations. He will start to give you peculiar consecrations to sustain that which you carry. And you see, with peculiar consecrations, sometimes you will be misunderstood. Men will not understand you because it's a peculiar consecration. If you decide to please people, you will not be effective. Why? Because you have not followed the dictates of the governing realm that you live by. Amen. Amen. So men have strange consecrations, peculiar consecrations. When you, li- when you actually read uh, Leviticus chapter number 8, what you discover is that Aaron okay, was told that the anointing he received was so holy that he could not leave the tabernacle for seven days or else he would die. Leviticus 8, 33 to 35. When a sad event happened in his family, he was not even allowed to cry. Leviticus 10, 6. It was a peculiar consecration. So the things you are going to apprehend today, what are the consecrations that are going to govern those things? There was a time I was going to a conference. There was a time I was going to a conference. And the moment I just woke up after, you know, preparing myself, after, after, sorry. The moment I just woke up, I started preparing myself. And after I prepared myself, God told me, I do not want you to talk to anyone. Keep quiet until you get to the meeting. Now, you can imagine... That time is the time my uncle decides to visit. I knew that there is a lot of youths waiting for me at a conference. And if I lose the thing God wants to do, what are those people going to receive? He came and he said hi and I looked at him and I walked away. Says, I knew there was a governing instruction 
the realm that I had summoned and pressed into was calling for a deeper dimension of consecration and says, do not speak. The first place I want you to utter words is in the meeting. And when I got to the meeting, I was so charged by the energy that was stored up on the inside. That's when I discovered that sometimes talking to mere men can dissipate your energy. And when I got to the front, the first thing I said was in the name of Jesus. And when I spoke, the power broke out. Why? Because there was a governing instruction of the realm I had tapped into. Some of you today, what you will discover is that you will push into a certain dimension that will come with certain peculiar consecrations. I heard of a man who was told that he was not supposed to see anyone for seven days and God would open him up, open him up to, the, to the visionary realm. You may say it's strange, you might be misunderstood, yes, but it's a peculiar consecration. So for seven days he locked himself not seeing anyone. The Lord was teaching him the value of seeing in the realm of the spirit than seeing what was happening externally. Keep it flowing, sir. Mahala yara mahanayamash. Peculiar consecrations. And after that seven days, something strange happened. The visionary realm opened. It was a peculiar consecration. Many of you have heard me share the story of Peter Tan, who God gave the instructions to pray in tongues continuously. For 48 hours. He said, I had seen the benefits of praying in the spirit for six hours continuously. So I wanted to see what will happen if I pray in tongues for eight hours continuously. And he says, when he prayed in tongues for eight hours continuously, he saw the benefits of praying in tongues for eight hours. Then he said, what would happen if I prayed for 24? And he went far out and prayed for 24 hours. Then he said, if there's these benefits of praying in tongues for 24 hours, what would happen if I prayed in tongues for 48 hours continuously? And he set himself to go on that journey. And when he went on that journey, it says when he was done, it, it seems as though the heavens were open. He could see the thrones, he could see heaven, he could see angels. He would be walking in town and he would look at, at people and see writings and say, depressed, sad, not saved. And he would minister to them. At one point, it, he couldn't differentiate between the realm of the spirit and the natural. Sometimes he would say, have you seen that thing that has worked? Which thing has worked? Why? Because he observed a peculiar consecration. The visionary realm that we all want to have was so strong in that time that he said, Lord, reduce it. What we are going to do in the next few minutes is that we are going to push into something. We are going to push into something. And as we push into that, what you're going to realize is that there are certain instructions that will be communicated. I want everybody to close their eyes. And stand up if you can. Thelma, would you come? I want you to pray in the spirit from wherever you are. Just help Thelma set up if you can. There are things I'm seeing that I'll administrate in a few minutes. 
But for now, we are going to break through into a moment of worship. Oh my, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Karabu Shetele Baradish. Karabadesh. Ilama Roko de Nelea. Nelele Malunde Yalalash. Alole Mandule Kash. You don't have to wait up until a certain time. Karababush. Malorobush. Ikana Maludesh Tibanda. Marobash. Just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Let's proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Oh, day after day they continue to speak. And night after night they make Him known. We want Jesus, come to us to Jesus, come to us to 
sat down there as the man of God was ministering. And I hear the resounding voice, Who are you? Who are you? The pressed in and I was telling God, God, reveal to these your people who they are in you. In a moment you shall know who you are. Yes, Lord. In a moment you shall know who you are. Just increase your keyboard. The reality of their identity in you. The reality of the identity tied to their consecration. I declare, Lord, now that realm of identity and confirmation. Reveal yourself. Yes. Yes.
Don't force anything. The Lord is showing me a wall. And behind it is a fountain of water. But it's been covered up. And on that wall, there are different openings that you can close and open. More like through which particular waters must flow to a particular individual. And I see on that wall different names. What is happening now is that as we are tapping into these consecrations, I see particular openings. It's like they're flapping open and water begins to flow. grace reserved for those that dig into these realms we are talking about and those dimensions are being unlocked right now I'll just let go of the mic and give it to Pastor Chan to declare open those dimensions because they are being released and they are particularly for this meeting you don't want to go out until you get it. I decree and I declare an opening of those doors in the name of Jesus. Father, we summon the keys that open these doors and we command them to open. Shows you the move, the move that is coming. 
what you would discover, some of you have traveled a certain distance and your goal should be, even as you go into your prayer time, should be, Lord, last week I traveled up until this far. I want to go far out. And what you will start to discover is, as you travel far out, you will start to apprehend realities in God. Some of you may be privileged to see them. Some of you may be privileged to hear. Others may not, and only the manifestation will tell that there is something you trapped in God, and you could manifest it in time. Others would trap strategic ideas for their business. Others would trap certain dimensions that are yet to be seen. And I feel like this could be ministered as an impartation because I hear the Lord say, untrapped or uncharted territories uncharted territories. These are dimensions in God that men have not yet explored into. You see, some of the things we are seeing now, even the, the phenomena or the manifestation of people getting slain and falling under the power of God, of course, was there in Bible times, but was lost at some point. But people like the Catherine Kuman started to press in and we started to see manifestations where people would be slain in the spirit. But the Lord is telling me there are certain manifestations of the Spirit we have not yet seen because men have not traveled far out. There's grace being released to travel, to travel to uncharted territories where men have not stepped into. And the Lord keeps on telling me it will not be merely your works, but even your heart posture. Because definitely there are men who've prayed long, men who fasted long and still have not stepped into these uncharted territories. The Lord is saying your heart will be cardinal as you incorporate it with the disciplines. So if you can pray after me, say, Heavenly Father, on this day, I pledge to go on a journey to apprehend spiritual realities in God and manifest them in time. So help me God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seats. If you can, for those that are still under the power, it's okay. What you have done after praying like that, what you have done after that prayer is that you have enrolled yourself into the school where you travel far out in God. Now, your prayer session will not be the same. Your worship sessions will not be the same. Your Bible studies 
will not be the same. Sometimes you will start to pray and I'm telling you this, you will start to pray and all of a sudden you will start to feel like the atmosphere around you is a little different from what you usually sense when you're praying. It will be one of the indicating signs that you have pushed and pressed into something in God. And when you push into that, one of the things that will happen is that one of the things that will happen is that instructions will start to be given. God will start to render instructions to you. You'll find sometimes after a prayer session, you'll say, go on a three-day fast. Then you're done with the fast. He says, you know, take a break for one day, then go on another three-day fast. At some point, he will start to tell you, go on a retreat. Just spend some time alone with me. Sometimes you start to feel God will start to withdraw you from certain people. Please do not be fooled. Sometimes it will not be necessarily that those people are bad. Sometimes God is drawing you to, him, to himself. There will be consecrations he will give you. Because he has entrusted something with you. He has deposited something in you. And based on that deposit, your consecrations will come and flow forth. So I'm going to close in prayer, but before that, uh, I'm just going to give you a heads up. And I know I didn't tell Pastor Gift, but then I'll give you a little heads up, with, with not with so much clarity. Um, there's something that's coming. There's a week. <laughs> there's something that's coming that Pastor Gift and myself are planning, um, and um, well, it will be something. But uh, a conference, yeah, and we will need all the workmanship, service, whatever you could render. And um, that is why don't be too quick to leave the WhatsApp group if you're not on the group. In fact, join it, okay? If, if it's not active, it's okay. It's not like it's disturbing you. But if you feel like it's still okay, we do not uh, bind you to that, but you could stay on that and if you still want to be part of maybe just the organizing team, the running around with the meeting that will come. So more detail will be given with that. Um, but as for today, it's shalom. Shalom. Amen. Amen. This don't seem so happy about ending the meeting. <laughs> then when we delay, you say we we'll take a lot of time. Amen. Somebody make some noise for Jesus. Have you been blessed? Have you been blessed? Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. something, you know, if you can stand up, if that's if you if you can, if you can't, it's still okay. 
just have one praise session and then we'll be exited. Hallelujah. 